Welcome to Hashtag Parenting Who Podcast, a podcast intended not just for parents or caregivers, but individuals seeking guidance around challenging behaviors or recurring and negative patterns in your life. Hashtag Parenting Who Podcast aims to have you asking, who am I parenting here, my child or myself? This podcast has a vision of you, the adult, stumbling upon a new relationship with the child you once were. Parenting is no easy task, but it doesn't have to be a burden. We are happy you are here. I'm your host, Julie Clark, child and youth care practitioner, registered psychotherapist and trauma therapist. I want to break down barriers related to stigma and seeking help for mental health. If something in this podcast resonates with you, I urge you to reach out to a licensed or registered healthcare professional. Don't go at it alone and let's get started. Hi there, it's Julie and we're back at it with a student intern series. Our goal here is to continue to demystify psychotherapy practice. I thought this was a great way to get to know uh, new psychotherapists and the personalities behind those who choose this work and or maybe how the work chooses them. So I wanted to combine the professional and the personal to share with those of you that are still on the fence about what is psychotherapy, what, you know, what does it do, who is it that does this, and I thought what a great way to elaborate on that is with a brief interview with some new psychotherapists. So I'm going to be asking four questions uh, generally with all of the interns that I do the interview with, asking them why they choose to train as a psychotherapist, what maybe they were most uncertain about before their internship started, what surprised them most during their internship, and what they would most want listeners, you all, to know about starting psychotherapy for the first time. Because in a way, they're doing this, but sitting maybe on the other side of, I was going to say the table, but we're not normally doing psychotherapy with a table in between. Um, so yeah, I hope that you enjoy this series. Leave your comments and let me know if this is, if this is something that you'd like to see more of. Enjoy. Hello. Hi, Natalie. Thanks for joining me. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So let's just jump right into this, the student intern series of my podcast. And so tell us why you chose to train as a psychotherapist. It's a very good question. <laughs> and I'll be very honest. I've been mm -hmm. thinking about it a lot in preparation for our chat today mm -hmm. and i think what it comes down to is you know like any career decision there's a lot of things that go into it kind of both purposeful and practical for me mm -hmm. um so before i became a psychotherapist i used to work in the corporate world and part of that experience really taught me that it was really important for me to live a values-driven life mm. Um, sort of like a life that aligned with the way that I wanted to exist and make an impact on the world. Mm -hmm. And psychotherapy felt like a good way to balance my skill set as well mm -hmm. as my, my personal values and that kind of drive I had. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is like, I'm a member of the LGBTQ community mm -hmm. and like, I don't know, I guess I was born in the eighties. I'm kind of outing myself in multiple <laughs> ways right now. Um, <laughs> And, you know, like, 
that wasn't always easy when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I really had this desire to be kind of like, maybe like the adults or the helper Mm -hmm. in other people's lives that I didn't necessarily feel that I had in my own. Yeah. And just from like a practical standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, I really just wanted a job that gave me a little more autonomy over my hours and my Mm -hmm. schedule. Mm -hmm. And this is a job where there's a lot of flexibility to decide if you want to go into private practice, if you want to work for a clinic Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, shape your life and your career around Mm -hmm. one another, instead of constantly putting your life on the back burner. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's probably it in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, if we had an endless amount of time, I'm sure I'd be able Mm -hmm. to pull a few more, a few more explanations out, but it kind of covers it. Yeah. And I like the latter part that you just said from the practical perspective, shaping your life, um, it, I feel like really fits that purposeful piece. And so I like how you started with that because you kind of orient yourself to, you know, who am I, what are my values and how can I go out there in the world from that perspective? And then you just followed the path towards that. And then also that piece around being a helper and, you know, offering up your services, your perspective in a way that others have struggled and will continue to struggle. And so it just, it's, I love the question because those of us that work in mental health, I feel like, and this is part of one of the things that I thought it was important to ask the question is um, we're not authority in other people's lives. We're, you know, our own independent authorities. And so I don't ever want to for myself come off as that, when I'm working as someone's therapist. And so this, I feel like puts the human, you know, in the um, experience of someone who's wanting to do therapy. And so thank you for, for sharing all of that. No, you're very welcome. Mm -hmm. So you, um, in your process of becoming a psychotherapist, uh, have to do a practicum or an internship piece. And so can you talk a little bit about what were you most uncertain about before your internship started? You said you worked in the corporate world and you may may have had some ideas about what doing the internship or practicum as a student psychotherapist would look like. What were you most uncertain about or maybe even feared going into your practicum experience? (laughs) Okay. Um, So I'm laughing and I think you're going to be laughing in a minute too. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that I was most nervous about was our relationship. Like, Oh, you and I? Yeah. As a supervisor. Okay. Well, not you as an individual, but like you as a supervisor, like Mm -hmm. having a supervisor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To evaluate you. Yeah. (laughs) That's scary. Yeah. It's super scary. There's a lot of things about it that I think sort of fed into me feeling a little bit kind of like eh, nervous about it. Mm -hmm. Um, The one is that like my husband is a healthcare worker Mm -hmm. and we were together when I saw him do his medical residency. Mm-hmm. And in that environment, which is in theory about, you know, health and wellness, I saw him treated very poorly mm-hmm. at times, kind mm-hmm. of under the guise of this rite of passage, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's very counterintuitive to the mm-hmm. whole idea of taking care of people. But unfortunately, that still kind of exists. Mm-hmm. 
And I was a little and I'm, bit I'm, like, I'm like agreeing with you because this is very much my experience and the knowledge that I have as well. So it's unfortunate. And I, I appreciate you naming it and speaking about it from your perspective. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. really difficult to watch him go through that and mm-hmm. just, you know, put so much of himself as a person and so much of his time into training mm-hmm. and to just be kind of like disrespected in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. you know, because of the this hierarchy that was in place. Yeah. So I was nervous about that just because, you know, you always hope for the best, but I just wasn't sure if there would be kind of this like slight hazing culture perhaps Mm -hmm. yeah for sure (laughs) and the other piece was like just a little bit of my own thing like I there was a gap between when I left the corporate world and when I went back to school Mm -hmm. and I did a lot of my own stuff like I I ran the financial side of like my husband's business and Mm -hmm. I worked as a, a director for a registered charity where in all of these pieces, I was kind of my own boss in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So I was nervous about entering back into the type of relationship where there would be this kind of innate hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, regardless of how well you get along with someone as a person, like mm-hmm. it's a supervisor, it's in the work, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's probably what I was most nervous about. But mm-hmm. you know, I'll kind of like, clear your name here in some ways after I <laughs> preface that. I was very pleasantly surprised by how well we got along and how we right. were able to, you know, carve out a very full and collegial mm-hmm. relationship yeah. with hierarchy. So yeah. it wasn't so bad in the end. Yeah. That's probably what I was scared about the most. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for your honesty. And I do, I do agree that I feel like we've had a really great um, internship and it's, um, the hierarchy piece. I, I was agreeing and mm -hmm, throughout the, you know, you mentioning those things because it's definitely something that I recognize and I'm aware of, um, and have experienced in my own different way throughout this journey myself as well and different healthcare settings, et cetera. So, um, Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. And this may, well, no, I guess this is a different question. What surprised you the most during your internship experience? And I think uh, to be more specific, more so just in your evolution as a student psychotherapist embarking on this as your future career, what surprised you the most during that evolution of your training in the internship? That's a good question probably two things mm-hmm. um, jump out to me. One was a way that I kind of pleasantly surprised myself mm. <laughs> by, you know, being able to really draw on those like theoretical skills you learn in sort of more of the course-based portion mm-hmm. of um, a degree like this and being able to actually just, you know, transfer them into practice mm-hmm. without panicking all the time (laughs) (laughs) because there was panic at the beginning was there there wasn't to be honest but I was always surprised that there wasn't Mm -hmm. and I wanted to give myself this space to kind of panic if I needed to and just kind of honor it as part of the process Mm -hmm. but it it didn't really happen for me which was you know perhaps a bit of a relief Mm -hmm. um so yeah just the ability to really take that kind of stuff that you talk about and do it mm-hmm. was integrate. probably what yeah integrate mm-hmm. is a better word than mm-hmm. do it but yeah 
Yeah. And I I think the duration of the practicum over many, many, many months allows for that to unfold. Like there's, you know, your beginning as a student um, intern, there's a middle, there's an end. And then there's also the evolution of the, the client's process as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of layers to it, but evolution is a good word to describe it for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that really surprised me, and I'm not sure why, but that I knew that like my clients would always inspire me. Like mm-hmm. you kind of just know that going into this type of work. Mm-hmm. But I sort of continue to be surprised at like the level that they mm-hmm. inspire me mm-hmm. and how like every day, like sometimes like five or six times a day, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like in awe of them and so proud of them all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I can't see you because we're recording this audio through audio, but um, I'm smiling, beaming, because it, we're in such a privileged place to be able to be on these journeys with with individuals and um, the inspiration and the depth at which clients and the vulnerability that clients come to us for and support with the challenges and the obstacles in their lives. And then to know that we have the training and the support, right? There's a team of people behind you. It's not just... Um, you know, your supervisor, but there's the the university, there's your own lived experience in your family and the people that you surround yourself by. And so um, it's lovely to hear you say that piece around feeling inspired by your clients. And um, yeah, so that again, that wouldn't have been something necessarily that you would have known going into internship. And so I could see how that would be a little bit of a surprise because you don't know what you don't know until you know it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I always had that inkling, but mm-hmm. I was surprised at how much it played a role just every day and continues yeah. to play a role every day, which yeah. is, like you said, we're really privileged to be in this role where we get to be so inspired by the people that we work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and watch them work so hard through difficult things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then lastly, Natalie, what would you most want listeners to know about starting psychotherapy for the first time? Um, One of the sort of goals of the podcast is to kind of demystify the therapy experience, which is why I wanted to do this student internship piece. But what would you most want listeners to know about starting psychotherapy for the first time? Well, I think that word that you said, demystify, is, you know, it really ties into kind of what I'm thinking as well, is just, you know, first off, kind of just assuring people that, like, it's nowhere near as scary as you think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, You know, we're here to help make the process feel safe Mm -hmm. and comfortable. And, (laughs) you know, like, we're showing this through this conversation, but like we're just people too (laughs) exactly you know like we're flawed and we're silly and we're Mm -hmm. you know we're just people and we're Mm -hmm. here to help and we have you know excellent training to allow Mm -hmm. us to do that but at the end of the day there's no need to be intimidated Mm -hmm. by the idea of seeing somebody who has that job title (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I think no go ahead no you go ahead Well, I was just going to say that um, I like how you highlighted that we're just people too, because that is something that's important to me and the people that I work with, because I don't want to be on, 
on that pedestal. I don't want to be the authority in anybody's life. You know, like I'm my own person trying to, you know, go through life in, in my own ways as well. And so, um, yeah, thank you for sort of highlighting that as a similar experience for yourself, because I do think it's important to, you know, when I say demystify, speak to the, um, the normalcy of just being human and that it's okay to sometimes want to chat with someone else where we don't have that emotional attachment and we don't have those opinions and that advice um, giving that, you know, family, friends, coworkers, they mean well, but sometimes it's not helpful because that emotional sort of relationship is there. And so, yeah, I'm glad that that's, uh, that, that that's something that's come out for you is important to, to share with listeners. It's something that I actually kind of name in my first sessions with new clients mm. as well, before I kind of dive into the whole like legal, ethical, informed consent piece. Mm-hmm. I always just give them like a short blurb on how I like to approach psychotherapy. And I sort of name that like non-hierarchical piece with them and say, you know, we're kind of socialized to look at like, you know, some healthcare workers as being above us because mm-hmm. of their level of expertise. Mm-hmm. But I always tell clients that I like to think of us as more of a team and we kind of just bring different things to that team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the, well, the, I guess what comes to mind here is the confidentiality piece and how we hold the confidence and the confidentiality, the privacy of what it is that our clients talk to us about and, and who our clients even are. And that creates uh, hopefully an emotionally safe space for our clients to begin to delve into things that sometimes they're saying out loud in the therapy context for the first time and they're hearing themselves for the first time. And so that is a big part of what we do. Um, Yeah. That is different than, than others. So is there anything else that you want to add, Natalie? Oh, that's a good question as well. You keep hitting me with these kids with questions. I'm trying to think about what I want everyone to know. Um, I think um, like along those, the lines of that last question you asked me, like, what do you most want people to know? Aside from, you know, the non-hierarchy piece, I just think like people who are considering psychotherapy need to know that like you deserve it. Yes. It's just like, any other type of clinician facilitated, sorry, facilitated self care, Mm -hmm. like, you know, physiotherapy or going to see a doctor, like you deserve care and healing in whatever Mm -hmm. way you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I speak to that too. I I will often say that it's a gift that they're giving themselves to have made the phone call because it's so difficult at times to even think about making a phone call or admitting that, you know, there's something that we can't handle in our lives that we want to reach out to someone else for. There's such a stigma around that and we're socially conditioned and yeah. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and it's been absolutely wonderful to have worked with you and I continue to what um, I continue to look forward to what is to come for you as a psychotherapist and all the best to you. Oh, thank you so much. I've, you know, really enjoyed working with you as well. And I, you know, can't wait to sort of see where our relationship goes in the future. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me, Julie. Awesome. Take good care, Natalie. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for joining me today. Please remember that information provided in this podcast is not therapy and is not a substitute for receiving help from a licensed or regulated healthcare professional. For more information on this episode and links discussed here today, please see the show notes. Please also visit my website, which includes more resources and social media links, as well as ways of getting in touch with me at julieclarktherapy.com.